We are live. Welcome. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, because we have all of them watching us. Uh, it's such an honor to receive Sarah and Guerre on this Women's Empowerment Series. Uh, this is a Women's Empowerment Series that we host every week to inspire women and to showcase amazing leaders, women, female leaders from all around the world who are doing an incredible work in making a real impact for their community and around them. So welcome, Sarah. It's such an honor to invite you, you and to welcome you today. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. And um, thank you for the invitation. Well, so Sarah Nguyen is an educator, an author, a writer, and also a book reviewer connecting from Harare, Zimbabwe. And it just, I feel so um, honored and delighted to welcome you, beautiful Sarah. Thank you for joining us and, uh, and for uh, being with us and sharing your beautiful story and the amazing work you are doing as an educator and also as a writer and also as a book reviewer. So would you like to say a bit about yourself so that we have already people joining so that they meet you and they know who you are? Okay. Um, I am an educator. Well, also what is known as an academic. I work for a university. I've had that job for about 11 years. I've been during university. Um, that's uh, professionally what I do. To, to earn a living, <laughs> mainly. And then I'm also a um, book reviewer and writer, uh, focusing on political, social, economic, and cultural issues that affect women and the girl child. Mm. So um, the majority of my articles are book reviews. Um, okay. Yes. That's so amazing. I think mm -hmm. in a nutshell, that's, that's me. That's beautiful. That's really nice. What brought you to that field of being an educator and, and book reviewer? How did you grow up? Okay. What is that love that made you? Made um, you? I fell into academics. Academic happened to me. <laughs> it's not something that I intentionally went after. Um, I joined the sector. I left banking. Mm -hmm. um, at that time, the banking industry wasn't doing so well in my country, and um, I'd been retrenched. Mm -hmm. And um, in order to remain employed, at that time, um, I opted to join a university. Um, I had had previous work in research and training mm -hmm. and working as a tutor for a college so when the opportunity came I took it and it's been 11 years since wow. uh, book reviewing came to me through my book club okay, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, this is also about seven years ago I uh, joined a book club I was invited by a friend of mine from running club mm -hmm. and um, we were reading a particular book uh, the name Uncertainty of Hope, written by a Zimbabwean author. Mm -hmm. And um, within that group, there was an editor of an online publication. Mm -hmm. So she asked, would anyone like to review the books that we, that we write yeah. and read? Sorry. And I thought, oh, okay, I'll, I'll take it up. And Before that was... 
2017. So that's how it started. I started to review uh, books that we read. Mm-hmm. Then it led to books that I was reading. Mm-hmm. And I guess I've just joined uh, several organizations after that, um, reviewing books. But um, And interestingly, our book club reads books by female authors. <laughs> Incredible. That's good. Authors. So that's how I also, that's why I emphasize females and issues affecting women and the girl child, because our book club, is strictly a female writers. Mm. We've since moved from uh, outside Africa uh, as we select books. Amazing. I want to welcome some of the people joining us. Hi, Amina. Hi, Asif. Uh, you are here and uh, on the Women Empowerment Series with our beautiful guests from Harare, Zimbabwe, Sarah Nguyen-Giri. Do I pronounce it properly? Yeah. Take it in threes. Nyangarai. Okay. And, uh, you know, it is, uh, <laughs> it's it's wonderful. And uh, particularly, I want to thank you, really. And being so, I'm so grateful for really taking the time to review my book, which I wanted to talk about today, which is African Girl, African uh, Women. And uh, to see, you know, what was your impression and how... You know, uh, it's a beautiful what you wrote about the big, and it just touched me so much that I want you to really come and, and discuss and talk about it and how you see it uh, as you an educator working with women, working with girls, and uh, reading all those uh, women authors, human authors. Mm. Um, well, I enjoyed the book. I, I really did. Uh, I reviewed it for African Fact. Mm-hmm. This is an online by okay. Good Governance Africa. Okay. So some, I was commissioned to propose a book. Sometimes I'm given a book to, to review, and sometimes I'm commissioned. So the editors uh, wrote to me and said our theme for October to December, because it's a quarterly um, publication, okay. is The Girl Child. So okay. I started digging for books, digging for books. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I came across yours. I was searching. It took quite some time to find a book. And I read just a bit about it. And I said, well, this is the book I'm proposing. Mm-hmm. And she, um, the editor had, has to agree. Mm-hmm. She agreed. Then I got reading. So I read it. Um, they reviewed it. Wow. And... Um, it was in line with the theme, October being also um, centered on the girl child. So, mm-hmm. um, yes. That's how we came to choose the book. Um, the book That's incredible. Me, <laughs> uh-huh. I love that. The book is extremely relevant um, from a pers- personal and professional level. Um, mm-hmm. I think... Personally, I could see how the formative years of a girl child influence where she ends up in life, the choices she makes, um, the importance of mentors, um, the importance of understanding her environment from a physical perspective and also what's affecting her mentally, uh, mental Mm -hmm. health, psychological. It could be at home in the school setup. 
So, and then obviously also there was um, a lot of pointers you discussed that I felt, okay, this could be applied in the education sector because I am an academic. I, I mm -hmm. teach. That's, mm -hmm. I teach students. Um, and wow. yeah. So that's... Um, and then, of course, what I found extremely wonderful was it's academic and it's motivational. Yeah. Um, mm. So that that uh, play on both was really brilliant. Um, and um, and even if I add, if I'm to add from a personal perspective, there were issues that you addressed that I thought, oh, I possibly needed this when I was younger. Mm. Um, mm. to help me navigate career choices. True. And um, also mm. just simply the fact that um, if you are going through something, um, you may not perform well in school. Um, and it goes beyond, you may have everything in the home in terms of materially, but if you're dealing with bullying, um that can affect your performance. And if you don't have a mentor or a teacher that's attentive mm. to assist you and bring the best out of you, that can just affect your future life. Yeah. Absolutely well said. Absolutely, Sarah. And uh, uh, we ha you have a, uh, to say that, ha we have a comment from, um, from uh, Paris, uh, Saida. Hello, oh. Saida. Uh, could be achieved that women empowerment could be achieved when there is no more violence against women. That's true, actually. Uh, it's true, and that's because it affects their mental health. And that's exactly what you were mentioning, Sarah. Is is often you know, uh, women can be bullied, women can be harassed, women can face many circumstances and events that uh, would affect her inside of her and. And stay and stay quiet about it until it really becomes very hurtful to her mental health and then her physical health. Yeah. Yes. So, true. And, yeah. Um, yes, violence is real. Um, I mean, look, you have an example of the Chibok girls, the hundred mm -hmm. girls that were kidnapped in Nigeria. That mm -hmm. violence ranges from that. Um, mm -hmm. Violence could be just bullying within the school system, uh, mm -hmm. a, an environment at home that's not healthy, or just um, even within siblings. And I think you touched on that, that, um, mm -hmm. that the dynamic of relationships in the home can, can affect the decisions a girl makes. Mm. And the, the, they affect it, and if they're not aware of how they're letting their emotions take over, then it affects their career, it affects their performance. And it's almost, they use that to come and re-emphasize and reiterate that, you know, their worth is shrinking again and again. So, and it's, yeah, it can get very complicated. That's why emotional intelligence, uh, mental strength is key uh, for, you know, girls in Africa and all around the world, really, to be able to thrive, to be able to reach that success. You know, I often, in my work now, I 
I emphasize a lot. And that that's the objective of the book. It was really to encourage more girls and more women to go into STEM and technology and to become tech savvy so that they can really use that for uh, their future and for their you know, professional life, to create companies, enterprises, to become entrepreneur, to succeed as an entrepreneur. But uh, the key to all of that is being in an environment where they feel safe. Mm. You know, they feel secure. Yes. And, yes. Um... And, and feeling safe and feeling secure make them strengthen their mental resilience do you see mm, mm. i like i like the word resilience because it starts from choosing it and being able to to verbally say you want to get into science without feeling you will get ostracized um mm -hmm. or discouraged and then the resilience to continue uh as you go through and i think your book not even I think, I know your book uh, gave lots of examples. That's also That's one cool. thing I loved. Um, yeah, examples yeah, the, of women yeah. championing in science and uh, technology. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, women that I did not know. I mean, you know, especially in Africa, yeah. I'm more aware of um, globally, for mm -hmm. instance, um, the hidden figures, you know about those women, but to see African examples and also associations that assist women. Um, mm. There are so many want of to them. get into science. Yes, which I was also not aware of. Uh, I'm so glad you mentioned that, Sarah, because I did, you know, there are some examples that really are striking about women launching startups in Kenya, in yes. many in uh, Malawi, uh, you know, I mentioned mm -hmm. a lot of examples of women, tech startups launched by women. Yeah. And, and imagine if, you know, we use that more as examples, you know, girls will be, will not see it so far away, you know, to become an entrepreneur, to dream for a success can be at home mm -hmm. also. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's very true. Um, Yes, the examples were so important, and um, then it's inspiring to see those examples and mm -hmm. know that there are women who have gone before us and that um, have paved the way in science and just um, being unashamed of yeah. making a ch career choice that um, is usually reserved for boys or um, there's a phrase where you said um, instead of just wrongly assuming that girls don't like science, girls don't mm -hmm. like computers, um, that I, I thought was, you know, relevant. Yeah, uh, I say that and I brought a lot of examples about new toys today that are for girls and making them like instead of paying, playing with dolls, they playing in setting up, um, you know, uh, an engineer instructor or a device. And it makes them feel that, you know, it's a field for them as well. Because, you know, at the end of the day is what you have given to your baby. Uh, you almost programmed him to be or her to be ready to feel 
you know, to feel at home when she is with science or she is or not at home. Do you see? And uh, that's true. That's very true. I mean, and like you said, a love for phones could be the beginning of understanding programming and coding. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Even a love for uh, cooking, there's chemistry behind that. If yes. you're a sport, that's mm-hmm. physics. And yeah. you mentioned all this. So to just, it's not far-fetched because everyday examples can be applied to a love for STEM. Yeah. Uh, what's considered hard mm. and meant for boys. Yeah, I love that. I love that examples because it shows you that you don't need to buy anything extra. Just make no. them realize that, you know, being in the kitchen is you understand, you know, fire, chemistry. That's what we do. Nature, plants, mm. all of that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Make you so exactly. sensitive uh, to the science behind it. Instead of just looking at it from a superficial, you know, standpoint. Yeah. Mm. And that triggers the curiosity. I think that's what it is, is really to be able to trigger curiosities in children. And it comes from how how they are uh, raised at home. It's really the environment at home. And educators, of course. True. And also not when the curiosity is developing, not to shut it down, because mm-hmm. I find that um, in in, a, in families, the curiosity is allowed when it's a boy. And when mm-hmm. it's a girl, the curiosity is uh, probably just nipped in the bud. And then that influences, like, or you shut her down when she's being curious about a, a car or mm-hmm. being curious about um, computers or anything. Or planes. Or how boats yes. function. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's to see that and allow it to blossom as opposed to redirecting her um, to focus on getting married. Um, at home. Which, yeah. Yeah. Allow her to explore life and yeah. options and possibilities it's really possibilities uh well i think today obviously things have changed right because with the digital era i mean you have children at two three years old they have access to the ipad and to see what's happening in the world you, you know as an educator how have you seen the change happening this past 10 years to see more girls interested in advanced technology in science than you used to see, more curious about it, more inclined to go towards it? Yes, Yes, there seems to be a a growth and Mm -hmm. interest. Um, And obviously because now everyone has a cell phone, so that's a device um, that everyone has access to. the migration even of television onto the internet, Mm -hmm. the use of applications. Um, If you're doing anything, mostly it's online. If you're completing a form, um, we have certain apps we use to buy and 
sell goods. And this is all centered on technology. So there is there is a growth and um, also a drive in within the country to promote STEM within girls. So there's definitely a change more so because of exposure to gadgets. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like um, the, the growth in, you know, a, a child by the age that they're before they're one, they're watching something on YouTube, even if it's on their parents' phone, then mm-hmm. by the time they get to the age of three, they have a tablet. Also, this depends on your background, but um, there's definitely an appreciation of technology because there is there is no home without a cell phone. That's and, true. Um, That's it, it's, uh, it's a starting point to that exposure. Mm. Yes, and uh, and also it's such a new uh, era that is opening, new generation of the digital era of, of wealth creation through the digital sphere. And, uh, you know, once Definitely. You, you understand and you can appreciate that early on, then you open a huge uh, channel of possibilities for everyone. And so... Definitely. Does it uh, in universities have they added more you know uh, programs for that for coding and for uh, for technology? Um, how is it happening like so that they can you know we can see more women into creating more startups? And I say that in the book is really that um, by looking at model role models that are to get through their successful in uh, through their tech startups and just gives more ideas and gives more courage for others to start and to try. Um, do you have that trend as well, your region? Yeah. Yes, we've seen, uh, we've seen a growth in the hubs. Um, mm-hmm. And okay. I think okay. your book touches on that. There's growth on hubs. Mm-hmm. There's a growth in um, digital marketing courses. Um, we do have okay. universities that specialize in um, information technology um, and courses within universities that are centered, if it's from certificate level, digital uh, marketing certificate, and they run together with entrepreneurship to help mm-hmm. um, students uh, come up with ideas and um, competitions are done um, we hackathons as well have hackathons, yeah sure yeah 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 within yeah. three and this mm-hmm. is to allow that um, generation of ideas um, for entrepreneurship of course so there is That's- there is there is growth universities are trying, I think, within not only Zimbabwe, but Southern Africa and Africa as well, mm-hmm. as you're aware mm-hmm. of. Yeah, I mean, the whole continent, I mean, it's really, the whole continent is seeing such a, a big jump and a big move in the technology. You know, in the book, I do speak about uh, how, you know, that move in telecom happened, you know, big leap. Mm-hmm. And the similar one is now happening in the digital sphere 
with uh, hubs, uh, booming hackathons, you know, artificial intelligence. You know, even here mm. in Morocco, there is this hackathon uh, for artificial intelligence, which is, I think, being launched soon in October, encouraging more thinking, more research in that, more collaboration applied to different fields. I mean, artificial intelligence is making, you know, uh, is it's a huge impact on education on the health sector and on many sectors which will yes yes your book your book um i i you you did spend some time uh, elaborating on the significance of artificial intelligence um and how it's changing the landscape yeah of education or just technology yeah yeah, I mean, it's, uh, to me, and that's what I wanted to really show through the book, is that education uh, technology is not even a choice that you make. It's like no. you learn how to read, you learn how to code. It's just part of what are the basics today if you want to be part of this digital era. It's not even a maybe, a choice, a luxury. No, this is just, this is literacy today. It's being able to use technology. Yeah. Yes. We we can't escape it. You can't escape it. Um, you can. Like you said, it's not an option. No, not anymore. It's not like okay, <laughs> you love you love literature and history and culture. That's wonderful. But that's but technology is there. You love environment and the planet. Wonderful. And technology is there. You love literature, mm-hmm. French uh, languages, English, and technology is there. It's like it's mm-hmm. almost a tool you need to pursue anything you love pursuing. Mm. That's true. That's true. Yes. And with the development of apps to do so many things, um, there's an app for almost anything. Everything now. It's so true. you it's a, it's it's the, that's the convenient way to do life now, applications. So yeah, exactly. yeah. That's very good, yeah. But look at how nice. I mean, look at us now. I mean, you're from Z- Harare, Zimbabwe. I'm in Rabat, Morocco, and you know we are, you know, live streaming. In people connecting with us, I can see from all around the world, from Paris, from Pakistan, from everywhere, and it's just amazing. From the U.S., from Africa, and it, it's really, it's isn't that wonderful? It's like it is. It is, and that's all thanks to technology. Um, it separates us. It separates that. It removes the time factor. We, it does. Uh, we can be connected at the same time, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and we can create so many, um, you know, ways to collaborate and to hold hands to really have a true impact for a better future, sustainability. Yes. Yes. And uh, and to share, I think that's what is even what's this series about is really to uh, share inspiring stories and uh, to show how many amazing women like you are doing so much to impact to the next generation. To it's true, to like look at you. I mean, you found this book and you reviewed, and this book I gave so much you know, love in it because I really wanted, it's, I wrote it to every girl and you can see the dedication is really to every girl because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we go through some, you know, tough moments and difficulties in life and it's almost like uh, it's okay. We've done it. People have done it before. People have, 
gone through it. People felt that, you know, they're so far away, yet they were able to connect to the biggest university, biggest institutions, biggest um, missions, because they mm. had the drive for it. And, uh, yeah. and now what we're showing is that with the digital, nowhere is far. You're close no. to everything with a click. Yes, that's true. Very true. That's very, very true. I love the cover of the book. The cover is beautiful, um, yeah. That's little ah, beautiful. It's gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. What I, I, I felt you, you, you did put um, your all into it. And um, mm -hmm. again, each time I, I tell someone about the book, it's um to say it's part academic and motivational which is a unique way of um having written so it's inspiring and then it gives hard facts yes i like yes. that balance <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's wonderful i'm so glad it's because you know i worked after i say 20 years of working hard because that's what we grew up doing on strategy, finance, and development, economics. Mm. You know, I'm dedicating my every work now is really for women empowerment and to inspire them. So we launched different programs um, to help women become emotionally intelligent, uh, mm. become great leaders by creating wealth, understanding uh, what are the energetics behind wealth creation, mm. but also the planning and the strategy behind it and how to make an impact because ultimately empathy is what, make, what makes a leader a great leader and being able to yes. leave a footprint and a legacy behind. Yeah. That's, that's so true. It's definitely a book that I will be referring to. Um, there were a lot of strategies, as you say, covered in the book that I know, okay, this can be applied in the home, in school settings, at institutions. Um, there is uh, there's a lot of takeaways there uh, beyond just offering knowledge and inspiring they are um, what you would call action points. Yeah, it's, um, action taken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly it's like, and that's why my method and the work I do is around, it's called believe, act and lead because it's believe in yourself, in the possibilities, in what you want to create and act on it by taking actions. Taking actions, mm. planning, strategy, Taking actions also for your own alignment with what you believe and what you're thinking so that you can become a leader, an empowered leader and an inspiring yeah. leader. <laughs> That's wonderful. Well, it has been such a blessing and a beautiful conversation. I enjoyed it Thank very you. much, Sarah. So did I. Thank you for the invite. <laughs> and you, you did wonderful. I'm going to leave the link to your beautiful review. And if you have anything you would like to share, please uh, let me know and I'll add the link here for people to know you. Okay. All right. Wonderful. Um, Sending you so much love, Sarah. Same to you. Uh, thank you. And I hope to visit one day <laughs> oh yes please come oh yes absolutely I, i'll be very honored to welcome you my dear sarah <laughs> it's on my to-do list to visit morocco <laughs> let's make it happen then <laughs>
Okay. Have a wonderful day. Um, and thank you to my viewers. Yes. Thank you to everyone who joined us today. It's just wonderful. These series are made for you and made uh, thanks to you. And uh, thank you, Sarah, for being such a beautiful guest for us today. Thank, thank you. you.